Hey everyone, welcome back to Sleeping with the Numbers. It's just Pat today. So thank God that we will actually be able to enjoy the podcast because Dylan is on vacation and I have a little treat for you. We're going to do another mock drop episode. So without further ado, I'm going to go and just knock out the news because quite frankly, there really isn't anything outside of the fact that the Saints decided to go with a black alternate helmet for at least one game. I think the Falcons got a red helmet as well. Apparently, people have gotten so bored with Color Rush, we've decided to go back to changing colors of the helmets, so that's fantastic. And also, Pete Carroll said something really stupid about how he thinks he's fine with Geno Smith and Drew Locke at the quarterback. And my only comment to that is, his age is clearly showing, because nobody in their right minds would say that. He has to say that, unfortunately. But even if I was the coach, I would say, you know, we might try to bring in some competition. So. We'll see whenever Baker shows up to Seattle because that's what's probably going to happen, him or Jimmy. And we'll see what happens with either of those two guys. But I would assume they get rid of Geno because they just traded for Drew. Long story short, I don't really think that either way it's going to really matter. So that's our news for today. And I've decided just to kind of pick a random spot. I went through this article that I found on FanDuel about the best draft positions and by saying that, it means which spot out of a standard 12-team league is the best to pick from. So I'm just going to read through what they think this is. And this article is from last year, so I highly doubt it's really changed that much. But they think the best overall spot is the number 8 slot, followed by the ninth, 4th, 3rd, 6th, 5th, and then kind of everything else falls in between where they say that the worst spot is, of course, dead last because then you have to do a back-to-back pick if you're doing a traditional snake draft and honestly i don't think it really matters after you miss the first three running backs because after that it's kind of a crapshoot because you're really hoping at that point that if you pick the number one tight end or if you pick the number one wide receiver or if you pick a bum running back that it's going to work out so we're going to go from the number five which according to FanDuel, they think that's about the sixth best pick i want to do something that's kind of in the middle make it somewhat fair make it a little bit interesting And just to go over the settings that I picked, I have a snake draft that is PPR scoring, 12 teams. There's a two-minute time per pick, which obviously it's just myself, so it doesn't really matter. We're doing one quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, a tight end, two flex, a kicker, and a defense, and finally five bench players. So I'm going to try to highlight players as much as I can, but for the most part, I'm not going to dive too deeply into this. And when it's all said and done, since I'm not doing a video recording, I will happily post my mock draft on Twitter for you guys to check out. So without further ado, I'm going to get this bad boy started. And just to clarify, we're using the Sleeper app, which if you haven't used Sleeper, it's really great for drafts. haven't actually personally used it for fantasy football. We usually use NFL.com. That seems to work out pretty well. But Sleeper does a pretty good job, especially for the draft portion, of making it easy to pause, switch people out if someone forgets or if someone loses internet, like I have basically every time I've tried to do a draft. Fun fact, I've actually won a league where I auto-drafted Andrew Luck the year that he retired. So that was fantastic. So without further ado, I'm drafting from the number five spot. And we're going to see what happens. 
Okay, so the first four picks have just auto-selected. It has went Christian McCaffrey, Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, and then Cooper Cup, which I'm a little surprised. I know that for the most part, if you have read the running back power ranking articles that we've posted on Medium under the Sports Dream, which is our Medium company, you've seen that I'm not a big fan of Christian McCaffrey just because I don't really know what to expect from him. He's played like 10 games in the past two seasons, which doesn't sound like a lot, but he missed a lot of the season. He played seven last year. And comparatively, he's like Saquon Barkley in terms of stats, and people hate him. So I don't really understand why there's a huge love for Christian McCaffrey. I get it. He's a talented athlete, but fantasy-wise, I'm not blowing my number one pick. I'd much rather take Jonathan Taylor or Derrick Henry, even with Derrick Henry coming off a bad injury. So now I'm on the clock. I can go from someone like an Austin Eckler, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Najee, or Jamar Chase. It's really tough for me because part of me wants to go and get the elite wide receiver now that Cooper Cup's gone. And personally, I've always been the type of person where I've waited to draft a running back, but that's also because I usually do fairly well in our leagues and I usually end towards the back of the turn. So I'm going to take advantage of a guy who is finally available to me. I used to have him in my keeper league whenever he was sort of a plug-and-play type of guy, he's developed into an elite running back, and that's going to be Austin Eckler. And my main reason for this is he has a okay strength of schedule. The AFC West kind of is tough, but outside the AFC West, he has pretty easy competition. And he ended last year as a top-five running back. And just to go over his stats for you real quick, in 2021, he had 911 rushing yards, 12 touchdowns. He also had... 647 receiving yards and eight touchdowns. So he was a machine. I don't know if that's going to repeat itself, but I don't expect the Chargers to get worse. So I feel pretty confident that at worst, Austin Eckler will be a top five running back, and I don't think I wasted a pick. So after Austin Eckler, the following players were selected in this order. Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Travis Kelsey at 1.8, which I would not personally raise or sorry, I would not personally take him that high just because I get kind of nervous now that Tyree Kill's gone. He might get more coverage. Najee at 1-9, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, Nick Chubb, CeeDee Lamb, DeAndre Swift, Tyreek, Alvin Kamara, and Aaron Jones. That puts me back on the list. Now, I'm in a weird situation because I have two fanboy picks available for me based off of ADP. Josh Allen and Mark Andrews are both there, as well as Debo Samuel, Saquon Barkley, Javante Williams, and A.J. Brown. I think that I'm kind of torn, but in reality, since Mahomes has not been picked yet, I'm kind of leaning towards Mark Andrews because I, even though Josh Allen is fantastic, he's obviously going to compete for the top three fantasy quarterbacks. My concern with him is that last year, he was kind of hit or miss, and as I pull up his stats, I'm just going to kind of go over what I think. He has a three-star strength of schedule according to Fancy Pros. We know the AFC East is pretty good, but there were times last year when I had him on my team where I was kind of concerned that he wasn't going to do very well. He ended the year strong. He didn't get below 20 fantasy points according to Fancy Pros. However, there are some games he got 11, which is not good for an elite quarterback. So I think to justify myself since I missed out on the wide receiver, I'm going to take Mark Andrews. And for me, I think that even though Mark Andrews is kind of in a similar similar situation as Travis Kelsey, now that the Ravens got rid of Hollywood Brown, I think that we know that Lamar loves him as an option. Okay, so after Mark Andrews was taken, it was Debo Samuels, and then I missed out on Josh Allen, which is unfortunate. Saquon, Leonard Fournette, 
Javante Williams, A.J. Brown, Ezekiel Elliott, and Patrick Mahomes. So now the top two quarterbacks are off the board, and I'm kind of thinking at this point I might as well wait because I think outside of Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and possibly Kyler Murray if he gets his act together, I think you're not really going to find anyone as dynamic. I'm not as sold on Jalen Hurts as most other people. So best available based off of ADP, according to Sleeper, are Kyle Pitts, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, George Kittle, Cam Akers, Justin Herbert, and Antonio Gibson. So I could consider Justin Herbert, but I think I can get someone comparable like a Joe Burrow later in the draft. So I think I'm going to wait. And quite frankly, I haven't drafted a wide receiver yet. I don't really know if I like Mike Evans or Keenan Allen too much. And with Cam Akers, we don't know what he's going to turn into. So that kind of puts me in a bad position where I'm not really sure if I would like to take any of these guys right now, to be honest with you. I would much rather get a Deontay Johnson, who I think even with a different quarterback will continue to be a point machine. And he's all the way down at ADP at 40. So I should be able to get him next turn. So I think based off of everything that I know, I don't want to stack Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen. And I don't want to take a risk on Cam Akers. So I think I'm just going to go with Mike Evans and hope that Tom Brady doesn't regress or anything like that. Okay, so after Mike Evans was selected, it went Keenan Allen, Kyle Pitts, T. Higgins, David Montgomery, George Kittle, James Conner, Brees Hall all the way at 312, which I don't know why people are jumping the gun on Brees Hall all of a sudden. We always have this situation where rookie running backs come in and they don't ever really do anything fantastic. I mean, granted, Najee did well, but it's because he had the ball over 70% of the time. Antonio Gibson came after Brees Hall. Justin Herbert, Cam Akers, Deontay's gone, DK Metcalf, DJ Moore, and Amari Cooper. So right now, I'm at the fourth round, and I'm looking at Darren Waller, Terry McLaurin, Josh Jacobs, J.K. Dobbins, and then I have the opportunity to get Lamar Jackson here at quarterback. And if I go to quarterback, I'm not really sure how I feel because comparatively, I can get a guy like a Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, I know I just talked crap on Jalen Hurts, but I would take him later on if I had to. Even Dak or Russell Wilson, I think I would rather wait on these quarterbacks. I don't know how I feel about Lamar Jackson right now. I know he's a great fantasy quarterback, but I'm not really sure what the Ravens are going to look like this year, especially if J.K. doesn't come back, which is why I'm not going to pick him. So kind of looking around my team, I think this is a really tough decision, but even though people give Carson Wentz a lot of crap, I have to assume that Terry McLaurin is going to have a fairly productive year again. And I'm just going to take him. And if I was in this situation looking back, I kind of wish I probably wouldn't have taken Mike Evans and gotten a second running back because now I feel like I've missed the opportunity to get a second good running back. But kind of to justify the Terry McLaurin pick real quick, he ended last year as... A pretty solid wide receiver. His strength of schedule right now is ninth, which is good. But he still had over a thousand yards and five touchdowns. And I think with a quarterback like Carson, I think he'd be able to get a little bit more than that. So I'm going to trust that Carson needed a change of pace and that this is going to work out for him. So after Terry was drafted by myself, the bots took Amari Cooper, DJ Moore, DK Metcalf, Deontay. Cam Akers, Justin Herbert, Antonio Gibson, Michael Pittman, Travis Etienne, 
Michael Thomas, and Jalen Waddle. And for, again, another guy like a Brees Hall, we haven't seen anything from Travis Etienne because he was hurt last year. So I'm not sure why people are reaching with him so much. I would much rather wait. So now I'm looking at this situation where it's about time I should probably take a quarterback because if I'm looking at ADP for sleeper, my top five are Lamar, Joe Burrow, Chris Godwin, Kyler Murray, and TJ Hawkinson. Don't really need Hawkinson, and I don't want to stack Chris Godwin. Now, I could reach on some of these other guys, but I think I'm going to hold off, and I'm going to take who I think will probably be the best quarterback of the group in terms of fantasy, and I'm kind of hoping it's going to be Kyler. And it might be a reach. It really might. I think Joe Burrow statistically might do better, but Kyler is much more explosive. He has a new weapon in Hollywood Brown. I know it sucks that DeAndre Hopkins is suspended for six games. However, I'm willing to look past that in hopes that down the road, towards the end of the year, it'll pay off. So after Kyler, there was a quarterback grab going on. It was followed by Lamar Jackson and then Joe Burrow. And then Chris Godwin, TJ Hawkinson, Cortland Sutton, Allen Robinson, Elijah Mitchell, Marquise Brown, Dalton Schultz, Damien Harris, Mike Williams, Miles Sanders fell all the way to the sixth round. And then finally, DeAndre Hopkins went as well. I would have liked to get him as a stack. And then Amon Ross St. Brown. So now looking at my team, just to recap, I have Eckler, Andrews, Mike Evans, McLaurin, and Kyler Murray. So I have two receivers, a running back, a tight end, and a quarterback. And at this situation, I'm probably going to try to get my second running back if available. And I have options between Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Kenneth Walker, or A.J. Dillon. But also, Brandon Cooks is looking kind of interesting as the number 72. And the reason that I'm bringing him up is because if we go back in time and look at his stats, he has not failed to get a 1,000 yards outside of one season in 2019 when he played for the Rams. Ever Other than that, he's gotten over a 1,000 yards, at least five touchdowns, and he's been a fairly consistent wide receiver. Now, honestly, I'm banking that if I wait, I might be able to get a guy like a Kareem Hunt or Chase Edmonds or somebody like that, or even Rashad Penny. Um, it might be a little bit of a risk, but I'm hoping that the bots took enough running backs here that I can hopefully get a good third receiver and make up for it. So I think I'm going to pass on the running backs because I'm not sold on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Kenneth Walker, or A.J. Dillon because I don't want a guy who hasn't performed, I don't want a rookie, and I don't want a guy who's traditionally a backup. So I'm going to take Brandon Cooks and hope that Davis Mills pans out for the Texans and that this ends up being a decent pick for where I picked him at in the sixth round. So after Cooks is drafted, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Juju, Drake London, Darnell Mooney, Adam Thielen, Kenneth Walker, and A.J. Dillon. So, of course, the three running backs I said were, I was hoping might fall a little bit, are gone. And then Dallas Goddard was the last pick before me. So, at this point, I'm really needing a running back. And looking at the best available, I have Kareem Hunt, Tony Pollard, Devin Singletary, or Chase Edmonds. I think anything below that would be a reach. So, I'm hoping that we kind of get to the same production of Kareem Hunt that we have in the past. So, I think I'm going to take him. And granted, I know I just said I didn't want a backup so to say however i don't necessarily view kareem hunt as a backup nick chubb did not have a great season last year and when nick or sorry when kareem hunt was healthy let's go into his stats real quick 
he did fairly well. He ended the year with 386 rushing yards, five touchdowns, as well as 174 receiving yards. Eh, not terrible. But in years prior, he's gotten five receiving touchdowns, seven receiving touchdowns, and he's gotten six rushing touchdowns before that. So I think as a plug-and-play, I think he has the explosive ability to make up for the fact that I drafted him so low. But right now, I might be able to get another running back because after I drafted him, the computers took Traylon Burks, Elijah Moore, Devin Singletary, Devonta Smith, Jalen Hurts, Garrett Wilson, Dawson Knox, Dak, Tyler Lockett, Cordero Patterson, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Tony Pollard, and Rashad Bateman. Which leaves me the opportunity to either get Chase Edmonds or Rashad Penny. And quite frankly, I'm kind of torn between the two because Rashad Penny, when he's been healthy, has been fairly good. But also Chase Edmonds, whenever he was playing for the Cardinals, he had some pretty good games as well. So going on to my fancy cheat sheet, Chase Edmonds has the third easiest strength of schedule, which is good to see. Now let's just see where Rashad Penny falls into play. He is the 25th hardest, and I think that's obviously because AFC East versus NFC West is probably making that a little bit different. Now my concern with Chase Edmonds is that he's got a situation in Miami where they play a bunch of running backs. So looking at Rashad Penny, he's only on a one-year deal worth $5 million. I'm not really sure if that's going to pan out. However, a stat that I did not know is that he was the number one fantasy running back over the final five weeks of the season. So I think I'm willing to take a risk since I kind of already done it with Kareem Hunt. I'm going to take Rashad Penny on the upside. I don't think Chase Edmonds has the same type of ceiling as Rashad Penny. However, I think if I'm trying to be safe, Chase Edmonds would have been a solid pick to play in a flex situation if I needed to. So after Rashad Penny, the computers took James Cook, Zach Ertz, Aaron Rodgers, Hunter Redfro, Brandon Ayuk, Christian Watson, Chris Olavele, and Gabriel Davis. So right now my team, just to kind of recap, Eckler, Andrews, Evans, McLaurin, Murray, Cooks, Hunt, and Penny. I have three running backs, three receivers, a tight end, and a quarterback. So at this point, I kind of feel the ability to kind of draft wherever I would like to, trying to go best available. Some of the guys that are still listed, I could still get Chase Evans if I really wanted to. Um, I could also assume that Robert Woods might have a good connection with Brian Hanno. However, I'm not really sure what he's going to look like after his entry. And then there's also Melvin Gordon, Michael Carter, Chase Claypool, which I'm not sure what that's going to look like with a rookie quarterback, or a guy who I'm not really sure what's going to happen because I know that we think that Travis Etienne is going to be the starting running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars, but people kind of forget about James Robinson and just to kind of remember what he did in the past. In 2020, he had 1,000 rushing yards and seven touchdowns. And then last year, even though he wasn't really getting the ball, he still had eight rushing touchdowns. So I think for me, looking at this lineup, I think James Robinson could potentially command the number one spot in terms of what happened with James Conner and Chase Edmonds, where even though Chase Edmonds was the starting running back for the Cardinals, James Robinson might still get most of the work. So I think from a points perspective, I'm just going to draft him and hope that it works out. And worst case, he has a couple good games, and then I trade him later, and I only wasted a ninth-round draft pick on him. So after I picked James Robinson, the computers took Matt Stafford, Robert Woods, Trey Lance, Chase Edmonds, 
Pat Fryermuth, Melvin Gordon, Mike Gazeki, Chase Claypool, Michael Carter, Derek Carr, Ramondre Stevenson, Isaiah Spiller, Deshaun Watson went all the way down to the 10th, which I guess within the next few weeks, we might find out a verdict on him on what he's going to do in terms of his suspension, if there is one. So that might change. And then Jamison William for the Lions went at 10.7. So now I'm back on the clock. I am probably done picking running backs for right now. So I'm looking at either a wide receiver or maybe a backup tight end if anything's really available. So going down the list of what I have, uh, based on ADP, there's Christian Kirk, Sky Moore, Kadarius Toney, Ronald Jones, Michael Gallup, Hunter Henry, Gronk, or I could take a second quarterback and get Kirk Cousins. Now, I don't like, personally, hate all of these. I don't think Christian Kirk's going to pan out because I don't like Trevor Lawrence as a quarterback. Not really sure what we're getting in Sky Moore. Not sure what you're going to get with Kadarius Toney. Ronald Jones is technically the same situation that Kareem Hunt is, except in a worse situation because... I don't really think the Chiefs have a very good running game. But then there's Michael Gallup. And for me, I'm kind of torn because I kind of avoid Cowboys wide receivers. But as I'm pulling up his stats, I do think that the Cowboys could potentially be good this year. And it makes it a lot easier now that Amari Cooper is gone. So if we're looking for what's going on with the Cowboys, he did have a late season injury. I'm not really sure if he's going to play. It's saying here on Fantasy Pros that he is possibly not ready until October. But let's review what his stats have been in the past few years. Last season, he ended the year with 445 yards and two touchdowns in nine games. But prior to that, he's gotten five touchdowns and six touchdowns and almost 1,000 yards in both seasons. So that's something interesting to look into. So I think I'm going to take him just hoping that he gets healthy in that Based off of what we've seen with the Cowboys, he might actually get some good usage. So now with the 11th round, I'm kind of looking around, and I'm not really sure, again, where I need to be because I could pick someone like a Rob Gronkowski, Kenny Galladay, Russell Gage. I could take Alexander Matterson, which might be a good situation. Dalvin Cook gets hurt again. And then there's also MVS, who I don't know if I necessarily trust too many of the wide receivers on the Chiefs just because I don't know what that's going to look like. So... I'm going to look at a guy like a Tyler Boyd, which I know you're thinking he is possibly the third receiver for the Bengals. However, if we're going to look through his stats, he still ended the year with over 800 yards and five touchdowns. So again, it's another situation like a Michael Gallup where he probably isn't going to be the number one target, but I know that I could probably put him in there and get a decent amount of fantasy points especially with the way that the Bengals are playing, I, I feel confident that you could pick him or T Higgins and either way it's going to work out. Now T Higgins is obviously the higher ceiling type of player, but Tyler Boyd for the most part has always been a consistent pr producer. He hasn't gotten less than four touchdowns in a year. He hasn't gotten less than a hundred receiving yards. So in a sense, I feel confident taking him in the 11th round just because I don't really know if I trust Kenny Galladay or Russell Gage to really, do anything, and I don't want to put all my cards in a backup running back just yet. So I'm going to take Tyler Boyd with the 11th round pick for myself. So after Boyd was selected, the computers picked Rob Gronkowski, Kenny Galladay, Russell Gage, Kirk Cousins, Alexander Madison, Tua, MVS, Rashad White, Herb Smith, Naheem Hines, 
Jarvis Landry, DJ Chark, Noah Fant, and Albert O from Denver. So now that I have a fair amount of receivers, five in total, I also have four running backs, one tight end, and one quarterback. I'm going to try to get my backup tight end or quarterback in this pick, hopefully. So looking through the best players available, Jahan Dotson is there as well as George Pickens from the Steelers, which if being a home favorite, I would totally do that. However, I have no idea what that's going to look like, especially with Claypool and Deontay. Justin Fields is available at quarterback. I don't really trust him. Daryl Henderson. So another guy I'm looking at this situation is David Njoku, who has just been franchise tagged, which doesn't necessarily mean anything. However, we know that the Browns really wanted to keep him. They got rid of Austin Hooper and... Quite frankly, I think even with Baker as possibly the starting quarterback for the first half of the season, I think that I trust that David Njoku should get some snaps. He ended last year with four touchdowns. He hasn't gotten over four touchdowns in a season, which is kind of annoying because when we when he was brought into the league, we kind of touted him as a super athletic monster, and you kind of expected him to be in the same realm as Waller and Kittle and all these guys. However, he just hasn't produced. He hasn't gotten over 600 receiving yards either. However, at this point in the draft, looking around at some of my other available picks, I don't know if I want to invest in another receiver, and I don't know if I want to waste a pick on Daryl Henderson yet either. So I think I'm just going to take Njoku just based off of potential in this situation as a lot of the other tight ends are getting picked up at this point. So after Njoku was picked, the computers took Jacoby Myers, George Pickens, Rondale Moore, Justin Fields, Tyler Algier, Daryl Henderson, Kenneth Gainwell, and then Trevor Lawrence. And now we're getting into the point where I've filled out most of my roster and I need to consider whether or not I want to be the guy who takes the first defense. Now, because the computer is dumb, it probably will not take one right away. However, when you're drafting with your friends in your league, someone's going to be dumb and take the defense immediately. So based off of ADP, I could pick the Bills, Bucks, or the Rams. I think where I was really concerned last year some of the games where the bills got blown out however i think that this year i'm willing to trust that that's not going to be the case so i think i'm going to try to beat the computer in this situation take the bills but like i said this is the 13th round i'm not sure if that's going to happen in any other league so for the most part i don't know if the bills defense would be here this situation but they would be my first defense available so after that the computer took Marlon Mack, Raheem Mostert, Tyler Higby, Jahan Dotson, Devontae Parker, McCole Hardman, Evan McPherson, so the first kicker was taken at 13-12, Tim Patrick, Justin Tucker, the Buccaneers defense, Harrison Bucker, the Rams defense, Dan Carlson, and Matt Gay. So within a span of me talking about the computer not knowing anything, the other top two defenses have been taken as well as five kickers. So now it's time for me to go and get my kicker. And... I'm going to try to pick the team that I think may be the highest scoring of the group. And that's probably going to be the Bills. And I probably wouldn't want to stack the Bills defense and kicker, but I also had the opportunity to get Nick Folk or Robbie Gold or Young Hoku. And I'm not sure if the Falcons offense is going to be enough to get Young Hoku enough points. So I think I'm just going to trust that the Bills are going to score a lot and that's going to really help me. So at this point, it's the last pick of my draft. I can kind of take really whoever I want. I should probably take a backup quarterback if I'm really looking at my team because I only have one right now. 
And my best available quarterbacks are Jameis Winston, Matt Ryan, Matt jo- Mac Jones, Tannehill, Zach Wilson, Carson, and then probably the pick that I would do, but for the sake of the podcast, I'm not going to do because that's not what a normal person would do, trying to give you advice. I would probably pick Kenny Pickett if it was just my team, just for the sheer fact that he may be the starter and it may work out. Now, in reality, I don't know if that's the smartest move. Um, I'm probably going to take Matt Ryan here if I'm trying to be smart because we know he's going to be the starter. We know that the Colts should be a fairly competent team. And Matt Ryan has always done fairly well in fantasy, so I don't have any problems picking him as a backup because if Kyler were to get hurt, I feel very confident that Matt Ryan could at least help me stay in games. So just to recap my team for you, like I said, I was drafting from the fifth overall slot. I ended with Austin Eckler, Mark Andrews, Mike Evans, Terry McLaurin, Kyler Murray, Brandon Cooks, Kareem Hunt, Rashad Penny, James Robinson, Michael Gallup, Tyler Boyd, David Njoku, the Bills defense, Tyler Bass, and Matt Ryan. And to reflect on my picks a little bit, I don't necessarily know how I feel. I'm happy with my first two picks. I really like Austin Eckler. And I really love Mark Andrews. However, after that, I nothing is really making me feel confident that I could possibly win this league because Mike Evans has always been very hit or miss. Tara McLaurin had to have a bad year with Carson Wentz. Kyler has always been hit or miss. Brandon Cooks has been consistent, but he's not going to be the number one wide receiver. And then I have three running backs in a row that could potentially not be relevant at all. So I think looking back... I would have liked to focus more on running backs because I could have gotten a Zeke type of player or a Leonard Fournette or any of those guys, even a James Conner. And for me, I think if I had to redo this draft, I would probably skip Mike Evans and take a James Conner or even David Montgomery and just hope that my running back room was enough to get me through. Because as of right now, I'm really leaning on a prayer that all those guys hit and In some leagues, if I'm not paying money, I'm okay with doing that just for fun. But if I'm putting money into this team, I would not be feeling good. I'd be doing everything I could to trade for a better running back at this point. So I'd like to hear if you agree with me on that as well. I'm going to post this onto Twitter and to our Discord page. And in the meantime, please subscribe to the show. It's the best way to make sure that you know we can stay on the air. And the more people you tell, the more people you get to follow us on Reddit or Twitter or just subscribe to our Spotify channel really helps us out. And then we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your feedback. We'd love to get in discussions with you because the more that you talk to us, the more fun this will be for everybody. So that's all I have for you guys. I hope you enjoyed it. And I look forward to hearing all your comments.